Hello, welcome to Chapter 3 Podcast, the show for readers of science fiction, fantasy, and romance. This is Season 1, Episode 6. I'm Bethany, your host, and joining me today are romance blogger Bree Hill and YouTuber Sarah from The Bookish Knitter. In today's episode, we'll be talking about holiday romance. If you want to support the podcast and get early access to episodes and exciting bonus content from all of our guests, check out our Patreon linked in the show notes. Quick content warning for those of you who are listening, at some point in this episode, we do get into talking about unplanned pregnancies and infertility, and so if that is something that is going to be triggering for you, check the show notes. I will put the timestamps down there for where that conversation is happening, and you can go ahead and skip over that part. But before our conversation today, it's time for On My Radar, where I'll be sharing recent or upcoming book releases in science fiction, fantasy, and romance that I'm excited about. And then our guests will have the opportunity to share one as well. The books for today's episode will be released between December 8th and December 22nd, 2020, with the exception of the guest recommendations, which may include any upcoming release. Today, I have only five titles to share with you. Publishing is slowing down a little bit in the lead up to the end of December, but we've still got a few to talk about. And in this episode, I'm going to start dividing this up by release date rather than genre. So doing things a little bit differently. We'll see how this goes. First up on December 8th, we have one title coming out from Tor.com. This is When the Tiger Came Down the Mountain by Nevo. This novella is a standalone companion to The Empress of Salt and Fortune about cleric Chi, who finds themselves and their companions at the mercy of a band of fierce tigers. Then they must tell an intricate story in order to survive until the mammoths can save them. I've heard really good things about the first book, that it's a fairy tale type story and it's on my personal TBR, so interested in this one. Then on December 15th, we have three sequels. So this is just kind of the month of sequels, it seems. First up from Balzer and Bray, we've got Occulta by Maya Montaigne. This is the follow-up to Nocturna. It's a Latinx-inspired YA fantasy series with a linguistic system of magic and a truly creepy villain. So sequel to that is coming out on the 15th. Then from Delacorte, we're getting War Maidens by Kelly Kuhn. This is the second book in the Grave Maidens fantasy duology. It's said to be dark, action-packed, and heart-wrenching as the maidens go to war against the ruler who tried to entomb them. And lastly, on December 15th, we have For Better or Cursed by Kate Williams. This is also from Delacorte. It's the second book in the Babysitter's Coven series, which is being pitched as Adventures in Babysitting meets Buffy the Vampire Slayer, about a coven of witchy babysitters who must protect the innocent and save the world from evil. And then the last release I have to share with you is coming out on December 18th. This is from Faber and Faber, the first book in a new series, The Notorious Virtues by Alwyn Hamilton features a glamorous media darling, a surprise heiress, and the magical competition of a lifetime. So, sounds intriguing. With that said, please join me in welcoming Brie and Sarah to the show. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Hey. Hello. Excited to talk about holiday romances today with you guys. If you want to briefly introduce yourselves to our listeners and kind of where they can find you on the internet and share your pick for an upcoming, an exciting upcoming release. I'm Brie Hill, and I'm on Instagram at Falling for Romance. I'm pretty active over there. I usually post every, at least once every couple of days, always something in the stories, just always really excited and willing to talk about romance. So thank you for having us. And Sarah's one of my best friends. So Hi, yeah. I'm excited to be doing this with her. Right? <laughs> so yes, my recommendation is, I was so excited about the book and then so mine actually comes out December 1st, and it's How to Catch a Queen yes. by Alyssa Cole. 
Yeah. I'm excited for this book. Same. Yes. <laughs> Very excited for that one. And Sarah. And I am Sarah and from the Bookish Knitter. And I am on YouTube and I am on Instagram. I'm trying to up my Instagram game a little bit, but uh, I'm mostly on YouTube. I post about three or four videos a week, mostly romance related, but I do read a lot of other things. Um, so it's very eclectic, I feel. Uh, and my pick for a book coming out, it comes out on November the 23rd, no, excuse me, November 30th. And it's Christmas on Peachtree Lane by Jules Bennett. A great little Christmas romance, small town Christmas romance. Sounds great. Awesome. Thank you guys. Obviously, we're talking about holiday romance today. Both of you are big romance readers and talk about them. It would be a fun, a fun topic as this episode is going to be going up in December and, you know, what better time for holiday romances. So I think maybe one place to start with this is for you, what makes a good holiday romance? Oh goodness. <laughs> we talk about this all the time. <laughs> so I think one thing that we both look for is the atmosphere, which we've read a couple of titles this year that are like we are seeing more like vacation type romances, mm-hmm. which can be hit or miss. Um, but like I live in Texas and it's usually like 87 degrees on Christmas. So I'm wanting to be transported somewhere where it feels like mm-hmm. Christmas. That's like the main thing that I know that I look for. And I know that that's important to Sarah as well. Absolutely. Um, definitely like winter vibes. I mean, I want to smell cookies baking <laughs> and like, I want to feel like I'm drinking hot chocolate. Like I'm really just in it for that escape. Mm. No, for sure. And I mean, I'm in Canada, so I'm immersed in, well, snow and holiday lights and all those things and that's mm. just what I'm used to and that's what I like to see like you know for me I do like the the holiday romances occasionally that will take place in the south but for me Christmas means snow and cold and mm-hmm. winter time mm-hmm. yeah I think for me I like that I like the kind of cold snowy atmosphere if I can get it but I think the thing that I find most irritating that occasionally happens is when something is pitched as a holiday romance and there's not much Christmas in it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was our frustration <laughs> last year. We were like reading all because I mean for us reading holiday romances starts in September. Right. Oh, yeah. like, we wrap summer in August and we know like usually like mid-September those holiday romances are rolling out. And like we're reading through titles and we would just be messaging each other like none of these feel like Christmas. Like Christmas would be mentioned at the end. Yeah. So that's something I think a lot of us are paying attention to this year. Like are they stepping it up with what they're pitching yeah. to us? Like are they sticking yeah. to that? I, you know, I'm happy to say there's been a couple I've read this year that I'm like, oh, okay, this feels very Christmassy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah I feel like last year same there for whatever reason there were a lot that I was like yeah this is happening around Christmas but like it feels like a like a a, you know a stage more than like part of the story it's a cop-out it's you're not getting the payout you know they a lot of romance readers talk about the quote unquote payout and it's like if you see a book with a Christmas tree on the cover and they don't mention it till page 250 it's like oh what the heck you know, mm-hmm. Christmas, yep. they start at Halloween and go all the way through, which is great. But 
I want Christmas. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So what is one of your favorites? This could be of all time or something you've read this year, or maybe both that you've read that you think did a really good job with this. Oh, you go first there. Oh gosh. Now you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> I, I know I'm thinking the same one that you're thinking, Brie. And I think we would probably agree on it. Miracle on Fifth Avenue by Sarah Morgan. Oh, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's it's a much loved. Takes place in New York City at Christmas time. There is forced proximity, is there not? I'm trying to. It's been a few years since I've read. I know you reread it every year, Brie. But um, yeah, it's uh, you know they're kind of stuck together in a snowstorm, and she's like the mm -hmm. eternal Christmas elf, and he <laughs> is just the Grinch, and it's delightful. Absolutely delightful. <laughs> yeah, that one like they they it's like snowed in, mm -hmm. right? Like his grand so the the hero is a thriller writer. Yeah. And he lies to his family and says, Oh, I'm going to a writer's retreat in Vermont. And so his grandma like pays Eva, the main character, to sneak into his apartment and decorate. <laughs> well, then he shows up. And then New York City, you know, as you New Yorkers experience, like you have a blizzard, so now they're stuck together. And She's like a YouTuber. She has a food blog. Like she just felt really realistic. Absolutely. Like as people, like, yeah, like in the influencer mm -hmm. world, and like he, she doesn't know, but he's like using her as his muse mm -hmm. with her around, not suffering writer's block anymore. Mm -hmm. And it was, just, I mean, there were scenes of her like taking food down to the security guard in his apartment, and um. <laughs> going to a restaurant to help cook food for people that really don't have families and stuff like that. So yeah, she knocked it out of the park. It was really, <laughs> really good. That's cool. I generally have really liked Sarah Morgan the last few years I've been reading because she has a book come out around Christmas every year. And to be fair, mm -hmm. most of the ones coming out right now aren't genre romance, although they'll have romantic plot lines on yeah. them. They're more women's fiction, but I still love them. And the, her characters are just so good and feel so real. Yeah, last year we got last year, right? Sarah was wedding in December. Yeah, it was wedding in December? Yeah, I loved like oh, so much of that. Book. I mean, it was. It's, she's really like Sarah and I. We talk all the time about like romance and women's fiction and how the lines blur sometimes. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, some authors like I think they will get there, but they're not there yet. But Sarah Morgan, like every title she does, oh, so just. Good. It's a win. Yeah, absolutely. I haven't read her newest one yet. What is it? Let me find uh, one. Uh, one more uh, Christmas. We read it. Oh, is it good? It was good. It was good. It's, yeah, it's yep. sitting on my TBR shelf, so I'm I'm gonna be reading it soon, hopefully. But yeah, there are reindeers in it. What's not to love? Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Well, for me, Sarah Morgan feels like such a new author, but. I mean, Sarah's my go-to for like Harlequin stuff. And Sarah Morgan's been actually writing for a very long oh, yeah. time. Oh, yeah. So, she feels so new to me, but she's really been in the game for a very yeah. long time. Yeah. Well, I, and I'm newer to romance in general. And Brie, I think that's true of you as well. And so everything yeah. feels new. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're exploring. We're discovering. Yes, that's right. Any other, but okay, well, let's, let's say this, any 2020 releases that you feel like kind of nailed the holiday romance thing? Hmm. Let's see. So 
Oh my God. I'm going through what I've read this I've year. Seen, yeah. I know. I just read The Christmas Blanket by Candy Steiner, which is a novella. And it was my first by her. Like I've read a poetry collection she did with Brittany Story. But The Christmas Blanket was really sweet. It's set in Vermont. I mean, I think everybody's catching on that like Vermont is like <laughs> ideal. <right? laughs> It's a second chance romance between a couple that used to be married, but like one, you know, the wife wanted to like go explore and live her life. And then she comes back and it's like, well, everything that I really want is right here. So it was really sweet and cozy. I really liked that one. Awesome. Oh, The Last Christmas Cowboy by Maisie Yates. I am a huge Maisie Yates <laughs> fan and I'm a huge cowboy plus Christmas. You put the two of those together. And I'll just hand you my money, essentially. Oh. <laughs> I know it's not everybody's jam, but I love it. And this one was really cute. It is a an age gap romance. It is best friend's little sister romance. You know, they've known each other forever. And now they're starting to notice each other. And it's hot and it's spicy and it's festive. Mm. And he is, again, I love that Grinch aspect when one of the characters is like, no, I don't like Christmas for whatever reason. And the other yeah. person, like, not only do they fall in love, but that other person makes them realize what's so great about the holiday season. And yeah. that one was really, really good. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, re- I read yeah, one that had that same kind of Grinch quality to it this year, The Merriest Magnolia by Michelle Major. And yes. yeah, that one felt like a Christmas thing. It had kind of like a, a Scrooge kind of... Um, Christmas Carol vibe going a little bit. The only thing with that was I felt like the ending was so short. I'm like, I like a longer prologue. You know, I want to see a little bit of the the couple together. I agree. I agree. It felt it felt a little not abrupt, but it felt because I read it too. I agree, but that was a really good book too. Yeah. One of one that I read just recently that just came out that's a novella that I loved was uh, American Christmas by Adriana Herrera. yeah yeah, it was really good it was kind of playing on the gifts of the magi story if you guys are familiar with that it's the one where the husband and wife buy secretly buy each other christmas gifts by selling something that would be useful for the gift they bought have you guys read this one it's kind of like a classic christmas short story no you haven't read this (laughs) no i have to check this out now <laughs> yeah, I just heard her talk about it on uh, the Faded Mates podcast. Had her on, and she talked about it, and I was like, "What? She has a Christmas novel?" Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, okay, so yeah, so Adrian Herrera released that this year. So it's so the Gifts of the Magi. That's that's like the traditional story, and so it's like a retelling of that, but it's a male male holiday romance. Um, with these two guys, and it's their first Christmas together, and they want to make it perfect, and things kind of go a little bit wrong but it's so sweet and like I loved the ending and it's a lot about like community and working through your trauma in a relationship and like I, I love her because she's a social worker who works with victims of like the author um, works with victims of domestic violence and sexual abuse and so a lot of that bleeds into her books in terms of just the issues that arise and she always has a diverse cast of characters and I'm just really anyway I really enjoyed that one. Oh, that's yeah awesome. I love her. I love her. I'm blanking on what the title was that she came out with in like September, but I read it and I was like, she's so good at what she does. She is. 
Um, I read like a Hallmark Philly type of book <laughs> and it was um, Christmas Charms by Terry Wilson. Mm-hmm. I recently finished that one. It's like my most recent finished and it was really sweet. Um, again, it takes place in like Vermont, I think. Yeah, I love the Christmas atmosphere and it had like a little bit of magical realism in it and oh, it was a lot of fun. I, I love that a lot of what we get in Christmas romances is just like that reminder to slow down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I I love that. It's like a perfect reminder at the end of the year, I think. Yeah. One of my favorites so far this year, and I mean, I'm going to be reading them all through December as well, was uh, actually a UK chiclet novel called Kathy's Christmas Kitchen by Hmm. Tilly Tennant. I'm a huge fan of Tilly Tennant. And there is romance in there, but like we were saying earlier about the bleeding between women's fiction or chiclet and romance. And this is mm-hmm. about a woman who lost her mother. She's older. That's what I like too. She's like mid thirties and she mm-hmm. lost her mom and she's trying to figure out her way in life now. And she go, goes and joins, not, it's not religious, but she goes to this church group and she starts doing these cooking classes and there's <laughs> these eclectic old people and <laughs> she's learning to love Christmas again. And there's a guy oh. and a dog and it's delightful. It was so, so sweet and so cute. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, that one's really good. I love it. Can we talk about some that I have on my TV? Yeah, <laughs> right? Thank you, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Because, I mean, I we have a lot. Mm-hmm. So, again, like, I feel like when I discovered Sarah, it was like after I had started reading romance. And so it was like rediscovering booktube all over again. Cause it was like, Oh my gosh, here's this person that's talking about romance, but she's talking about different romances. Mm-hmm. I had never, it wasn't that I wasn't interested in Harlequin. And it's like, I don't think that I wasn't not seeing mm-hmm. them, but it wasn't until I found Sarah that I was like, huh, let me give these books a try. So I've been, I've fallen in love with the Harlequin romance line. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Sarah getting me in Harlequin. You're welcome. And <laughs> they, thank you. So they have some that come out. I mean, they come out every month basically, yeah. but um, the November they had some Christmas romances. So uh, Therese Bahari, it's a woman of color author. Mm-hmm. I've really been wanting to find like women of color writing Christmas romances mm-hmm. And she has His Princess by Christmas, which is a single mom secret prince romance. Um, I think, and then, I have, I, you know, I should go see what I, because I, I think I have a couple of these too. Okay. Yes, they're like the pretty pink cover mm-hmm. ones. And then I have Her Inconvenient Christmas Reunion by Nina Singh, which she, I don't know where she's from. She doesn't have a lot of information out there. Uh, but this is a second chance romance and it's set in Paris. Mm-hmm. And then these are all from the same line. <laughs> and then Snowbound at the Center by Ellie Darkins, which is like a snowed in during Christmas with a handsome stranger uh-huh. we love. And then the only one that's a desire romance, which they are gorgeous, oh, the covered. desire covers. Mm-hmm is uh, one that I messaged Sarah and I was like, I found this at Walmart. And she's like, I already have it. <laughs> and it was, uh, <laughs> it was Temptation at Christmas by Maureen Childs. I mean, the girl has like this gorgeous red cover, like dress mm-hmm. on and like it's from the back. She has like these pretty jewels on. It's stunning. Love- oh, so. yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. The one that's most recent on my radar is Wrapped Up in You by Talia Hibbert. 
It's a short story oh. and it's exclusive to Kobo. It came out like a week or so, like from, you know, in November. I was like, no, I don't have Kobo. I love Talia. <laughs> I downloaded the app specifically just so I could. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's a great idea. I might do that also. Oh yeah. I just downloaded onto my Kindle Fire and went from there. But anyway, it's, um, it sounds like it's a, again, best friends, little sister kind of thing. And they mm-hmm. get snowed in together with all these animals. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yes, I am here for it. <laughs> so that one is getting read very soon. Very soon. Oh, I love it. She has, um, from a couple of, a couple of years back, she has a holiday novella that I liked, um, Mary oh. Inkness. Okay. Um, which yeah. is like the hero is a tattoo artist. And I like her books too, because a lot of them have like bigger thematic stuff they deal with. And that one addresses homelessness, which I thought was cool. So especially around the oh, holidays, okay. it's good. Awesome. Yeah, I feel like romance readers, if we want to get a book, we're going to download it. Like, we're going to find a way. <laughs> <laughs> like, how can I get my hands on this thing I want to read? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always like, I want to read this book. And Sarah's like, here, here's my audible <laughs> escape path. Yeah. I have it downloaded. <laughs> here's my login to my library. library. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I was like trying to look and see, because I was like, I know Harlequin has sent me some holiday things recently. And one that I, lo- I love the cover of it. It's a special edition and it's... Um, it looks it looks like it's two black people in as the hero and heroine. It's called A Soldier Under Her Tree by Kathy Douglas. Yes, yes I have that one too. Me too. Oh, <laughs> so good. Yay. Oh, and then I don't I know there was something else if I can. Oh, you know what? I haven't read anything else by her, but I'm just realizing they sent me um a contemporary by Therese Bahari. You were mentioning her earlier, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I have, like, I just got a contemporary from her, but I've never read from her before. Yes, I the the ones that I have will be my first by her. Uh, they had something, I think they were sending out, like, two or three of her novels recently. Yeah. I haven't seen anything show up mm-hmm. yet, but, like, I'm always stalking, because, like, Sarah's like, check Fridays, they always have sales. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's like, the authors that I look up like let me see if she has anything yeah no mine just arrived yesterday it's one day to fall is the book so I don't know it's it's a cute it's a really cute cover um so I don't know all of these like Instagram tours for everything (laughs) I know I know it can get overwhelming right mm -hmm. it can be Mm -hmm. it's awesome it's a good problem to have as I like to say I mean true (laughs) <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> well, like you know, COVID times, like we've been, you know, romance is like we're t- like taking over, like eBay and thrift books. I feel like, but there's like a f- what's fun with the Harlequin is like you find an author you like, and like you're just like on the website looking at all these books that yeah. they have, and like I've been doing that with her, for example, and like trying to keep up with Naima Simone because she's always putting out something. Right. And it's just like, once you find one that you like, it just like you fall down this rabbit hole of like trying to find everything that you can by oh, them. Goodness. Yeah. yeah. I feel like yeah. you can, well, and romance is not the only genre I read, but I feel like, <laughs> like I, I can never catch up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, can I say, can I do a plug? Like I'm so excited that you're part of the romance takeover. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> I am excited. I am, yeah. I think That's that'll be awesome. fun. I'm excited for it. Yeah, no, I was glad they they asked me. I feel like I'm kind of I'm I well, I've been reading so much romance this year. Um so it's been it's been fun. Yeah, I can't. I'm excited for it. I'm I'm excited that it's still a thing and it's coming. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it was like an on the whim idea that we had, like in what, like April, Sarah? Yeah, I, I think, think it was like, back in April. Yeah, the original one. <laughs> oh, I love that. I feel like we need stuff like that these days. I, well, especially That's with true. COVID, yeah. like all of us were like, "What can we do?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're having, I mean, we're having our create your own Christmas adventure, mm-hmm. which is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, fun. So I'm going to, I'm going to be tag teaming like, well, Sarah and I both, we love romance, but we also love like cozy mysteries mm-hmm. too. And so there's going to be like a mystery readathon going on as well. And I'm just like, I can't wait to spend all month reading romance Yay. and cozy. Oh, I love it. Yeah. That's so fun. That's so fun. Okay, I'm like looking at my Goodreads. I'm like, what else have I read recently? Because I feel like I read something else that I'm forgetting. <laughs> I feel like I've read a ton of stuff, but I'm just like, I'm blanking on all of it. Yeah, no. Well, we both read 12 Dogs of Christmas, Sarah, Oh my God, that was Shane. so... Talk about a book set in Vermont. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one was that delightful. One was oh my goodness. So delightful. That one was from forever. It By Lizzie Shane. September. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was really cute it was all about um a dog rescuer oh. and they were losing funding and so the project was let's try to find all of these dogs home you know before they shut us down and For christmas small town romance mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. was so sweet. they would like dress the dogs up pictures in the paper it was delightful oh that's <laughs> yeah it was cute that's cute. I, so I'm trying to think like I, cause I did for like for channel members on YouTube, I did like a video recommending some holiday romances. There's one that came out last year that was a YA that I thought was so much fun. <laughs> I really loved. Um, oh, oh, it was, it? Uh, oh, yeah. t- oh gosh. And now it's going to, bl- okay, hold on. Let me, I'm like, now- is it about the girl? They like she goes to like her cousins or something. Yeah, it's like ten like... ten blind dates or something. Is that? Oh, I've heard about that one. It was. It's so funny. Yes, ten blind dates by Ashley Olsen. That was it. Yeah. yeah, it's. I thought it was hilarious because she basically right before Christmas, her longtime boyfriend breaks up with her, and then she has to go exactly. spend Christmas with her big family and is like really sad. And so they all make a bet that. Uh, where like the winner is whoever can give her the best blind date and so all of her family members set her up on all these different dates and some of them are so bad (laughs) (laughs) i remember and then that boy the jerk boyfriend like shows up begging for her to come back and i was like no yeah like no we are moving on there ends up being like a cute romance towards the end of it but like in between some of these dates they send her on or i would like nightmare it was so funny (laughs) (laughs) and they're very holiday themed but it's like texas holiday like i think they're in Mm. texas like it's anyway it's very it's very entertaining yeah i remember i read that one because you know that the tis the season a thon oh, that yeah. bookables puts on it was the book pick mm-hmm. and i was like man it's been a long time since i read ya like i was really nervous i read that book in a day it was so oh, yeah. good. 
good. It's such a fun one. For something I think more serious that I read last year that I liked was Coming Home for Christmas by Ray Anthony. And I think, Brie, you read that as well, didn't you? Oh, my gosh. Did I read that one? I did. (laughs) I think you did, Sarah. It was about the married couple and the wife was gone. Yes, that was was good. That was good. That was good. Yeah. That was. Because she, she comes back and, like, you feel for her because it's her kids and she's, ha- you know, she's happy to be back, but they do not make it easier on, on no. her, which I thought was a good author choice. Yes. Like don't like bring her back, mm-hmm. welcome her with open arms. Like you've, like, he was about to go to jail <laughs> if he did not find you and bring you back. <laughs> they were going to lock him up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it, I thought it did such a good job of handling that realistically, and it didn't just be like, "Oh, it's fine, no big deal." Which that, that oh, always yeah. feels, I don't know, less mm-hmm. than realistic. <laughs> yeah, so much was at stake. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Girl, if you don't get in this car and go back with him, he's going to jail." Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. So one that I read this year was. Jingle All the Way by Debbie Makeover. Oh, Sarah, I know you just heard it. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, so Debbie Makeover is kind of like a go-to for Christmas right. romance, right? This is one where, I don't know, Sarah, would you say like at the beginning, it, it does not feel Christmas. Oh, it's not Christmas. she's like in the Amazon rainforest. <laughs> what? <laughs> But Christmas is at the end. Yeah, it's, it's it, and they like squeeze it in at the end, and it's not a long book. Oh, it's like what two hundred and fifty no. pages or two hundred and some odd pages? No, no, no. Yeah, no. I was Debbie Maycomber, like you said, Bree is the go-to queen for Christmas, and it's like you know, you look at the cover of this book, and it's just such. A, I'm like, wait, but that didn't happen. <laughs> like oh, she's in no. the rainforest. There's no yeah. dog and snow. You know, uh, it was just, and I was a little like, where did the title come from? Where's the jingle in all the way? Right? <laughs> like you were in the rainforest. Somebody, somebody had you shuffled on their in the Amazon. playlist and found the title of the song. <laughs> this will work. Oh, no. I'm like, girl, you were saved by indigenous, like, natives. Right? Like, there was no snow. No. <laughs> No. And then I yes. felt like they threw Christmas in like they said, oh, we were having drinks. Oh, and the Christmas tree was in the corner. Like it was just what? like, oh, we should put Christmas something in here somewhere, you know? Oh, my gosh. No, no, <laughs> yeah, no. I was I was a little bit. If it wasn't marketed so much as a Christmas book, I think I really would have liked it. It was very charming. But mm-hmm. the fact it was so yeah. marketed as Christmas, I was disappointed. Yeah. I feel like in general, I, I'm always frustrated when romances are pitched as something that's not what they are Mm -hmm. that's like generally Mm -hmm. a frustrating thing or this is not a christmas book but i'm still a little annoyed about it from last month (laughs) 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 but or when they don't put something in the book description that's like the entire point of the plot for instance have you guys read um ties the tether by janie garrow no, no. Okay, so it's it's a debut romance. Sorry, it's not holiday, but it's a debut romance about a um, woman who was born in Nigeria and immigrated as a young teen to Canada, and her family wants her to marry a Nigerian man, and she ends up falling for a white man and has to deal with, like, family back and forth. So, like, thematically super interesting, which is why I picked it up. Here's the thing. You would never know 
based on the copy, something that happens very early on in the book, the entire plot revolves around a, a unplanned pregnancy. Mm. And that was not at all in the, in the book copy. And I'm like, you can't do that. And so many people who are reading it and not liking it are like, uh, this whole thing is about an unplanned pregnancy. Why was this not in the description? Wow. I just pulled it up and I'm like, okay, I've been seeing that fate, like that cover. I've been seeing that cover everywhere. I didn't know that was a romance. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do we, like, we could, like, I know this is about holiday romances. We, That's okay. But we will go off on tangents about oh, gosh, um, yes. planned pregnancy and romance. <laughs> Sarah most- says all the time, like, women in romance are the most fertile women <laughs> The guy just has to Everybody. look at her across the room and she's pregnant. Like, that's pretty much the way it works. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> that is such a trope that, like, we despise. Well, so it's it's a trope that we despise. Mm-hmm. But I guess if, like, the story is, like, around that, then mm-hmm. that's one thing. But, like, tell us mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. so we have mm-hmm. the option if we want to read it Exactly. Like people have Absolutely. strong feelings about it. You should at least, and it happens in the first like couple, like few chapters of the book. So there's no mm. reason it shouldn't be in the description. <laughs> so. No, Sarah, what was that one? What was the women's fic we read in September? Home was it Home for oh, the Holidays? Yeah, Home, for, home for the Holidays by Sarah Richardson. Mm. So we had that experience with that book. We went into it knowing it's about three sisters, and they're all Mm -hmm. at different points of their lives. They each have stuff going on. Mm -hmm. And one of the sisters, her thing is she can't get pregnant. Like, did we, we didn't know that from, did we know that from the description? I think we knew. I think something, but it was, it was vague. It was vague. And so then we get into the book, and like, when I tell you, be like, the first, like, half of the book Mm -hmm. was written so strong we were like okay this is gonna be a five-star women's fiction novel like Mm -hmm. it was so Mm -hmm. good like the sister that wants to get pregnant like there's this really powerful scene where her husband's like I don't want to do this anymore because I don't want to keep seeing you go through Mm -hmm. this like all of the process of trying to have a kid and then losing the kid and it not working and then you know spoiler alert she gets pregnant (laughs) it's like no. The one time they the one time they do it without trying, you know what I mean, without yeah. having the end result. Yeah, it's yeah a big disservice for women who are dealing with infertility. Yeah, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I you know I feel like it would be great to see more books where you know maybe they use IVF and eventually get pregnant or something. Yeah, I know so many women who are struggling with this with miscarriages and infertility, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's that's not great. There's a lot of different ways that could have ended. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the way, like, I don't want to say a disservice, but like one of the things with Christmas romances is like, there's this, we want to instill hope. We want everybody to Mm -hmm. be happy. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I just felt like you could have made it to where her and her husband are happy being just the two of them. Mm -hmm. Like realistically, most women probably wouldn't have magically gotten pregnant and they yeah. have to figure mm-hmm. it out. And so it was just like, I really wish that you would have went that route versus the route that you went, but it's a Christmas romance yeah. and that's, you know, you wanted, you wanted to instill that hope, but realistically, no. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But I, but yeah. I, mean I also feel like, 
you know, another way to go with that would have been maybe they like try decide to try like one last round of IVF or something like that. And it works. Like, I mean, if you want to have like a hopeful ending where they have a baby, like sure, do it, but don't do it in a way that's harmful, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Or they, or they make the decision to adopt or something like that. Like, Hey, we're not going to be able to do this. Let's try this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 You know, <sighs> yeah. yeah, we were able to, we were able to talk to a friend who explained a lot of that to us. Like, I think she said, like, what IVF, it's like the last hope. Yeah. Like, if you're yeah. at that stage, like, it's the last hope, yeah. but like, all the money and like, so usually the places are really far from where you live. So like the back and forth every couple of days, yep. she's just like, for it to wrap up like this mm-hmm. just really ticked her off. And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have to be careful, you know, and the in thing a genre is, for women, like that's exactly. pretty harmful. And I think like we all kind of know somebody who's been through it in a way, but yeah. we really don't necessarily know the nitty gritty. And I didn't know that. So me going mm-hmm. in and reading oh, it uninformed, I thought to myself, oh, that's kind of nice mm-hmm. until I yeah. started talking to our friend. And then I'm like, oh, wait a minute, yeah. you know? So I think maybe it was the fact that maybe the author didn't do her research in a way, right? Yeah, I I mean, I feel like it's something that more women are starting to talk about, which I think is good. But for so long, like, this is the thing is most women have experienced at least one miscarriage. And a lot of women deal with infertility. Like I've had, and I guess that's the thing too, is like, I know I've had multiple friends deal with it and I have seen some of the behind the scenes of it. And it's, it's not easy. It's expensive. It's painful. It's heart wrenching. It's like it, you know, I mean, it's, and and people, you know, don't, don't talk that much about it, which is part of why I have a lot of respect for people who open up about their experiences. I don't know if you're familiar with um, Susan Dennard. She's a YA fantasy author. But she had been pretty open online about struggling for years to get pregnant and had miscarriages. She finally, this year, had a a baby and, like, almost, uh, I mean, you know, like, had a very traumatic childbirth experience and, like, almost died, too. So, like, it was just, it was, like, it was a lot. And this is the kind of stuff that usually people don't talk about. But I think it's so important because... She's talked about how many women have reached out to her saying how they feel recognized and seen, um, you know, from somebody who's been through it and is finally actually talking about it. I think that's so important. Yeah, I think it's very brave. And and that's what I think we're hoping that we start to see more. I mean, because like romance, women's fiction, mm-hmm. those are you know, genres that are written for women by women. And it's just like, okay, let's be a little bit more realistic here. (laughs) You know, you're sending kind of a false sense of hope and you, you don't know who your readers are. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, you probably have readers that are suffering through that. And like, what kind of message is that sending to them? Yeah. You know, oh, the one time you guys just try just organically, it works (laughs) after years of all this money and time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 So that's the one time Christmas romance had me like, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> and I think it was my first one of the year, and I'm just like, oh, please don't oh, set no. have this huge oh, precedent, no. right? <laughs> but like you know what? Like Sarah said, like so when we finished, we were on Goodreads, and we all I think just like 
in our on our own looked at the reviews and we're like, wait, nobody else really caught on to this. But of course, mm-hmm. reading it with a friend that did, she was like, you see, nobody else pointed out this. Like, mm-hmm. it just goes to show you that like not everybody would because it doesn't affect everybody. But her having experienced that, that was like the thing that she was yeah. like, this, it ruined yeah. it for me. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, to go to a later note for the last part, like portion. <laughs> um, so another thing we could talk about that I think could be interesting is holiday romance films, because I think frequently you get books being adapted into things. Netflix is doing this constantly. And oh gosh. <laughs> Bri, this, no. is, this is your area, Brie. <laughs> You know, and sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. Although I have to say, sometimes my favorite movies are so bad that I get a kick out of watching them and like laughing at how bad they are. (laughs) I feel you. (laughs) Thoughts on Brie? I know you watch more. I I will say, okay, I'll start with this. Probably my favorite of that version of like something that's like so bad it's good because it makes me laugh is The Christmas Prince. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Have you seen this one? So I haven't seen it. Oh. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is it where? <laughs> who's in it? Uh, <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. And there was people that are at all. <laughs> Well, yeah, there was a sequel last year. Like there was like the Christmas Prince, and then I can't remember what. Hold on, it's oh my gosh, it's it's terrible, but it's hilarious. <laughs> but you loved it. I loved it. it was like, <laughs> like the most fun I had was like watching it with my husband and like laughing at all of the things. <laughs> and you know what? What like royalty romances for some reason? Like I don't want to say they're not my thing, but like. I cringe a little bit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I I enjoy them a lot, but, like, now they're definitely more cringe. I mean, this is very cringy, but, like, if you go into it knowing that, it's very entertaining. Yeah, A Christmas Prince um, came – so the first one came out in 2017, starring – I am looking at the cover. Rose McIver oh, and yeah. Ben Lee. Yeah, it's on – so it's on Netflix, and then there was a sequel, and I think they're going to do a third sequel maybe – there, yeah. no, the, it came out in 2019. The oh. Royal Baby, it shows here. Yeah. Oh, did I did I see that one yet? I don't. Maybe I did. Oh, because she was pregnant. That's right. Royal wedding and the yeah yeah. They're all <laughs> like it's hilarious. What's really funny is when the the way that she initially meets him is she's a journalist on her first like big international assignment and like I'm like you're a journalist and you're wearing like (laughs) (laughs) that is such a holiday romance trope like somebody's gonna be a journalist (laughs) (laughs) oh but what's hilarious is I'm like you do not act or dress like a journalist at all (laughs) and she wears like um oh I can't like you know those like the all-star sneakers Uh oh wow she wears them and then like they make it such a thing she wears them with her wedding dress and i'm like no (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) 
so Netflix wise, like I think the only one that I've watched that I was like, okay, this isn't too bad was Cat Graham had the holiday calendar and it was with I don't know, one of P. Diddy's sons, mm-hmm. like the really cute one. I don't know. <laughs> it was cute, but like hot like I I got to do better with watching Netflix because they are putting out more rom-coms yeah. and I feel like I need to support. But like Hallmark has like 40 movies coming out yeah. and I have to watch all of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a while. And a lot of those are based off of books. So Right. Yeah. How yes, do you they do are. That? I feel like are they Hallmark movies? Is it all on their channel? Like where where do you watch those? I have the app called Friendly on my TV. I pay like $10.99 a month. Uh (laughs) It's perfect (laughs) because I don't need all that extra stuff. It literally comes with like the three Hallmark channels and I think maybe nine other channels. Okay. And it's perfect for what I need. So that's where I watch those. And Hallmark, I will say this year is really stepping it up. Mm -hmm. I don't know what encouraged that, but I hope it was a lot of behind the scenes. But Mm -hmm. we've been seeing a lot more diversity as far as Mm -hmm. like ethnicities. We in the fall, we had like a a female female couple that got married. I think there's a male male and it. That movie was shot. It was beautiful. And I think we're going to see something else this this Christmas season, but I haven't seen the preview yet. But yeah, they're they're stepping it up, so I'm really I'm proud of them. I love That's it. That's why I'm like I need to, I need to mm-hmm. watch all of them so I can you know. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> in the past it's been a little hard. But yeah. yeah, yeah, I love that. That's good. To, I mean, I've seen here and there some of the promotional materials. I've not seen any of them, but I love that they're doing that. And I mean, not well, not holiday, but coming out on Christmas. I have seen the the trailer for Bridgerton. And it looks amazing. Oh, I can't wait. I cannot wait. <laughs> Everybody's excited. Sarah's doing like a readathon right now. I'm reading, <laughs> reading all of the books. <laughs> I've not read any of them, but I bought myself oh. the first one. So Yes. Yes. <laughs> so it's, it's gonna it's, it's gonna it's, happen. Oh God. I love it. I, that was the very first historical romance series or romance book I ever read was The Duke and I. So it kind of oh, holds wow. a special place in my heart, but it's oh. just the series itself is so well done. So well done. Oh, good. That's exciting. Yeah, I've been, I so that's kind of pushed that up on my TBR with the show coming out, but the trailer just looks beautiful. So I'm really excited. And that drops December 25th. So I was like, hey, honey, yeah. guess what we're doing Christmas night? He's like, great. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Watching romance. romance. <laughs> He's such a trooper. Yes, he really is. <laughs> and my husband will be like, I'm not watching that. Yeah, no, he will. Like occasionally, and occasionally he even gets into stuff. Like, you know what was one that he ended up really liking um, was Downton Abbey. Oh, oh okay. Wow. Yeah. I mean, most of the historical stuff he's like not a fan of, but Downton Abbey he liked because it was doing some interesting things. So, yeah. My husband's actually been like bugging me. Like, are we ever going to watch the Rebecca? And I'm because he knows that's my favorite oh, book. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm not ready. <laughs> I've heard so many mixed things about it, but I want to see it. See, my thing like, so I read that in eighth grade and I've mm. seen the Alfred Hitchcock adaptation, mm-hmm. which is one of the best books 
book to movie adaptations ever. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, mean, I know it's like, it's 2020. I feel like it's going to be really sexy. And mm-hmm. I just, I don't want it to take away from like my love of the one that is already there. <laughs> that's really dark and gothic yeah. feeling. I just, I don't want that. But I mean, I, one day I'll watch yeah. it when the hype dies down, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I I've, I have heard several people complaining and saying that they didn't love the way the adaptation went. Well, then I don't feel bad for not watching it. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel bad. Yeah, you might be making a good choice. I don't know. <laughs> but can I share some of the Hallmark movies? Yeah, please do. <laughs> okay, so the, the first one, y'all, that came out this year was Jingle Bell Bride. And the main character, I think she's from like Brazil in real life. She's from somewhere so it was really nice to have like a spanish-speaking heroine and then she actually gets to like speak spanish in the movie and then the hero was a black man mm. which it was so nice to see him in this like hero role mm-hmm. i really liked that one um and then recently they had christmas with the darlings it had another like interracial couple it was really sweet mm-hmm. and then i think my favorite so far has been another favorite has been <laughs> cranberry christmas which we talk all the time about how you don't see a lot of married couple romances yeah and this one they are married but they've been separated and it's like them coming back together oh i love that like oh. finding a way to make it work it was the like Editing was beautiful. The story was beautiful. I was like, I loved this. Oh, it was that's really so good. good. Well, that's part of what I liked last year, I think, about um, Wedding in December, the Sarah Morgan book we talked about earlier, because it's also got a married couple who's been separated. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Every time I, I look at that book, I think of the scene where they walk in on the <laughs> mom and dad. <laughs> I was like, this is Sarah Morgan's humor shining through. (laughs) Oh, Mm -hmm. I love that book so much. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to try to find a way to watch some of these, Brie, because now you're making me want to watch holiday movies. Oh, maybe I can do, you know what, this is, so, so I'm discovering, because I don't watch that many movies, but like the way I justify it to myself is by vlogging it so maybe i'll do like a hallmark holiday movie vlog oh i totally think you should (laughs) i did it with like watching horror movies leading up to halloween that i hadn't seen so maybe i could do that for christmas (laughs) that would be fun fun. that would be fun (laughs) all right i think the thing like with with hallmark movies is just like I read some article recently that was like, here's 12 tropes. If you've seen like these are 12 tropes and all 40 of the Hallmark movies yeah. that, are, that are coming out this year, basically. And I just was like, you know what? Some people find comfort in knowing what you're going to get. Yeah. And yes. like they're so easy to dismiss and like so easy to just like a lot of the hate that I see for them actually comes from women, which really bothers me. Yeah. It's just like. If it's not your thing, it's not your thing. But, like, they really do bring a lot of women and men joy. So can we just, like, let them be? Yeah. (laughs) Like, unapologetically. Now, do they have things they need to work on? Yes. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're starting to see that. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, they they give people something to look forward to. They know Saturday night and Sunday night what they want to be doing. Mm -hmm. So throughout the week, let me check off all of my to-do list items so that... 
I'm free to watch these movies when they come on, yeah, you know? Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's similar to a lot of the dialogue you hear for a long time about romance, too. And I think just books and mm-hmm. romance in general. And thankfully, I feel like some of that is starting to change. And I love seeing, I, I, you know, I mean, and I was I was guilty of of some of this also of growing up kind of thinking, oh, like, romance is kind of like trashy and silly. And, and I'm like, no, it's actually there's a lot going on in romance. It's doing some amazing things. It's on the cutting edge of some of what's happening in fiction, because it, the turnaround time is so fast, and it's responsive. And anyway, it's great. I love romance now, but <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> Uh, but anything yeah. that's going on in the world, you will probably see reflected in romance. Yeah. Like somebody's going to talk about it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. Which I think is great. Okay. Do you have a favorite overall favorite holiday movie with romance in it? Is there mm. something that you like to rewatch? Oh gosh. So me, any of the evergreen movies on Hallmark, which are based off of a series by Nancy Nagel, mm-hmm. and they have mm-hmm. a new a new one coming out this year that follows um, a black couple that I've I like swooned over so hard when they got together, <laughs> and like the male actor put on Instagram like me and Hannah are getting our movie, and I cried. I was oh. like, oh my gosh! So any of those, it's just like this really sweet charming small town holly robinson pete's in it mm-hmm. um the actress ashley williams is in it it's like it's really sweet i really love those and then there's an, a throwback um from like 2012 called christmas with holly which is about this little girl whose mom died and her uncle's raising her which turns into like all of her uncles raising her it's really sweet and then like non-hallmark y'all for mm-hmm. real i will re-watch national lampoon's christmas vacation every day <laughs> if i could <laughs> i grew up watching that movie my dad loved clark griswold so mm-hmm. i watched that one all the time <laughs> i love it <laughs> I do not watch I don't watch the Hallmark I'm not a movie watcher Brie knows this about me I just I don't have the attention span I guess mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. but one of my favorite older ones that I will rewatch if it comes up is um, Four Christmases with Reese Witherspoon oh, and okay. um, oh what's his name yeah. uh, Vince Vaughn Vince Vaughn it was oh, good yeah. I like yeah. that one I did like that one a lot and then for old school Christmas movie the one that I rewatch every year is A Muppet's Christmas Carol oh that's a good one that's because <laughs> so it makes fun. me happy <laughs> oh you know what another one The Holiday yes I, I was gonna say yes. yeah I love The Holiday yes. that was such a good one I'll, I'll rewatch that one and another one that I kind of grew up watching is I the and I like the new one too, but the older, slightly older Little Women. Oh gosh, that okay. movie has so many adaptations. It has. <laughs> well, I mean, it's such a good story, but that always makes me think of Christmas. The new one, I guess, maybe less so, but like the one with uh, like Winona Ryder, that one feels mm-hmm. so Christmassy to me, and I just I love Agreed. it. I feel like that is the one that I hear is everybody's like favorite adaptation is with mm-hmm, Winona yeah. Ryder. It's really, really good, especially for the holidays. I, I will say I love the new one. I think it was amazing and it did things really, really differently than that, which I think was was cool. So I like both of them a lot. But in terms of something that feels like Christmas, I would say the Winona Ryder one for sure. It's got all these great shots of like 
you know, snow in the in the northeast Amer- of America and like women in long dresses and like it's just it's great. It's like <laughs> it's such it's not like giving to those who are in need. I just I love it. It's such a good a good holiday film. I've never read the book. Do you think I should read oh, the book? You should, yeah. It's I've never great. read I don't think I've read the book. It's great. Um, yeah, I grew it's another this is part of it. I think my my mom loved it. So I they gave me a copy of Little Women when I was like 12, I want to say. And so I grew up reading the book and then watching the movie, and I just have a lot of love for it. But one thing that I liked a lot about the Um, the newer adaptation is it integrates some of the real things about Louisa May Alcott's life because she, it's sort of a self-insert. It's like a, a reimagined history of her and her sisters, except with a lot of like some stuff changed. But one thing that I think is really interesting that the new movie deals with is that when she first published it, it was like, well, like anything for young women, like it has to have a moral and like, you have to end with the women all getting married. Like they can't just, have a career. She never married the author. And there's a lot of people, a lot of like things suggest that she might have been queer and that might have been part of it. So there's a lot of conversation about that. But the the new movie is great because it shows the kind of the divergence of like the editors being like, no, you have to have this character that is like you, this kind of tomboy, like get married at the end, even though I don't know, it's just that I thought was interesting the way that it unpacked that. I can't remember what I was watching or listening to. It might've been a podcast, but I remember hearing that like, she didn't even want to write that book. Like she didn't want to write those kinds of books. She wanted to write like darker stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. That's really, it makes sense. Yeah, It makes a lot of sense. Like knowing that that wasn't really something she wanted to be writing, but it's so popular. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah. 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 I mean, it's very good. It's like a classic coming of age story about like sisterhood and growing up. I mean, it's a great, it's a great book. I think it's really worth reading. Although the other thing that's interesting that I've read is they have bind ups of collections of stories that she wrote under pen names that are more of these like dark ghost stories and stories of like magic and murder and stuff. And they're also very good. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like like classics I love hearing people talk about them and then I look at them like will I even understand what this is talking about (laughs) (laughs) it's one of those things that I think takes like they're slower paced you know like you can't zoom Mm -hmm. through them and it takes a little while of like sitting in the book to get used to the language if that makes sense Mm Um, and I oh, think yeah, a lot definitely. of people, yeah. So you have to like give yourself some time with it. But like, I will say, the if I'm reading them more often, I find it easier to read because I'm more used to like the rhythm of the language and the types of words that they're using. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I remember a few years ago, I did a buddy read uh, my friend Kate from the channel Kate Howe. She loves Elizabeth Gaskell. And so she's like, let's read Wives and (laughs) Wives and Daughters. And so the book's like 600 pages long, y'all. And I'm like, not the best one to start with. (laughs) I would have finished like two and a half romance novels. long (laughs) and I'm like you reread this literally every year this is a 600 page book (laughs) 
<laughs> that Elizabeth Gaspigold, she didn't even finish it. Like, it's not even a finished no. book. But it's so, I mean, it's a great book, but no, that is not where I would tell you to start. It's so long. You know, if you want to read something very charming, like with small town, like quirky small town characters by her, I would try Cranford. Okay. It's very short. It's like less than 300 pages long. Um, I think it's around 200, 250 pages. And so it's not very, it's not a very long book. And it's got all these different vignettes of these characters in this kind of quirky small town. And it's all focused on the women for the most part. Like it's about, you know, how the women make the town work and like the different little gossipy things behind the scenes. It's really charming. So that would probably be a better place to start. Than <laughs> that brick lies in water. <laughs> it's like Sarah was reading Jane Eyre recently and I was oh, like God. so excited because I mean Sarah and I both love we both love Rebecca uh-huh. and we just hear oh, yeah. like Jane Eyre yep. was like the one that started it all. Yeah. And I'm like yep. messaging her like how is it? She's like it's so long. <laughs> <laughs> I messaged my friend Rainy, who does uh, Ready for Rainy Day Read. She does a lot of, uh, you know, Victorian literature. And mm-hmm. she goes, yeah, the Victorians like to talk. <laughs> like, it's it's true. like pages and pages and pages. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But it was good. And yeah. I'm, I'm glad I read it. At the end of the day, I'm glad I read it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I loved Jane Eyre, but it, they are. They're all, like, lengthier. I tend to prefer... The, the female Victorians, I, I have to say, I get very bored with Dickens. He's, mm. his, I feel like his his plots are great, so they make for good adaptations, but like the way he writes is so tedious. <laughs> yes. Yeah, one of the first ones that I read, like, and I, I honestly, to this day, I think it's one of the best mysteries I've ever read, was called Lady Audley's Secret by Mary Elizabeth Braddon. Mm. And it's one of those mysteries where you know she did it, but you like spin like the book trying to like piece together how she did it. Mm-hmm. And it was so good. And it was mm-hmm. so easy to read. I'm like, I need more Victorian literature. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's some really good, there's some really, really good stuff, which, yeah, that would be an interesting thing to do, I guess, of like recommending like, okay, where do you want to, if you want to start with classics, like what are some good entry points? Mm-hmm. I would definitely be here to listen to that. Okay. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Might have to put that on the agenda for some time. Well, guys, I think we are about at time for this episode. We're going to stay after and record a few things for patron bonus content. So you guys can check that out in the show notes if you want to join there. Thank you guys so much for joining me. This has been really fun. And again, this has been Chapter 3 Podcast, and I'm your host, Bethany. You can follow us on Twitter at Chapter 3 Podcast, and you can also find me on YouTube at Beautifully Bookish Bethany if you want even more bookish content from me. The next episode will be available in two weeks, and this episode's bonus content will be available to patrons in the next couple of days. Thanks for listening.